Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our service. You're very welcome if you're here in church with us, and indeed if you're a visitor this morning, and we do have some visitors. And of course, if you're looking in from home, we are so pleased that you have decided to join us. I want to pay a special welcome to a great friend of ours, Reverend Willis Cardner. Willis has come back to take our service today. He is no stranger to Ballycrocken whatsoever, and Willis, we're always delighted to see you come back to lead our worship. Thank you. I want to also welcome these brave young people at the front. They are members of the SISM team, and as you know, SISM is on all this week with over 300 registered. So you are very, very welcome here. Thank you for making your kind offer to be volunteers for SISM this week, and I do hope you have a wonderful week and thoroughly enjoy it. Thank you so much. Sunday Club, as you know, as I've said, begins again next week. It will start at 11 a.m. when the service starts, it will be in the SPU. Uh, Bible study continues as normal. Uh, from the barbecue last week, if you had a look at the slides to begin with, it said 1,950 pounds raised. I had the loop done before I got the update. The update is 1,985 pounds now. So it's a big thank you to everyone who was involved in preparing for the barbecue, who did all the work for it, and who looked after us all so well last Sunday. And of course, a big thank you to everyone who contributed. So the contribution of 1,985 pounds, and to that, we will add our gift aid, and that will take it well over 2,000 pounds. And the children of Rwanda and Peru, those who are linked to our church, they will get the benefit from it. So a big thank you to everyone. Uh, weekly, we have Jim and Kim here tomorrow again. Jim has asked me just to make a wee mention that storehouse collections are still ongoing. They have dipped a wee bit in the last few weeks, but if you're in a position to make a contribution, he will be here at 12 tomorrow. So in advance, I thank you for that. And the last thing I want to do is attract your attention to the banners on the side here. Now, you may not have noticed them when you come in because many of us come in on automatic pilot, but they are absolutely beautiful. They give great messages to all of us, and they were done by our own Rainy McCracken. So Rainy has a skill, obviously, that others of us don't have. But to Rainy, a big, big thank you for all that you've done in preparing these wonderful banners. And now it gives me great pleasure and a great privilege to invite Reverend Willis Cordner to lead our worship this morning. Willis. Want to take their jackets off or feeling a wee bit overwhelmed with the masks on, please feel free to do so. It's wonderful to have CSSM here today. We've been going for many, many, many years. Uh, one of the really nice things is the way the churches combine here in Ballycrocken uh, to work together, showing that what it unites us is far uh, greater than the small things that divide us. We are united in sharing the gospel. It's lovely to have the team with us today at the beginning of this week, and I'm going to invite them to come forward. And Katie Best is going to tell us a little bit about um, what's going on and introduce the team, and then I'm going to pray for them and for the week's work. Katie, you might want to use that. Yeah, I think it's probably... Okay, good morning, everybody. Um... 
It's lovely to be with you this morning. Um, it's lovely to see some familiar faces as well with the boys and girls, and we really can't wait to get started tomorrow. Um, thank you so much for letting us join with you this morning for your worship. Um, we just are so grateful for your support and the support of the three churches um, for SESM this week. It just wouldn't happen without you um, for your support and your help. And um, we, we, that. Um, we are so grateful that SESM can happen this year. There was a long time there where we weren't sure whether it was going to happen or not. Um, but thankfully, and thanks be to God for his um, he has enabled us to, to have SISM this year. Um, it will be a little bit different than normal, but we're just so grateful that we um, and our message hasn't. Um, our message this year for SISM is the theme of living free. And I think it, it's in a year where we have literally been locked in our homes for so much of it, um, I think this message is so timely and so appropriate um, that through Jesus we can live free from the appointment and the fear and the worries of our lives and be freed for the hope and the joy and the peace of us. Um, so it's a really exciting message that we have to share with the children and we can um, As I think has already been mentioned, we have probably had our biggest sign up ever, um, which is amazing. With restrictions in place, we can't take all of the children, unfortunately, who have signed up, but I think we've got about 280 that we are able to take. Um, which is, is brilliant. We usually have the children three times a day. That has to change a little bit in that we'll have one group of children in the morning and then a different group of children in the afternoon so that we can um, reach as many children as well. um, So we'll have our usual programs then of um, Bible story, craft, and um, just we hope to have a really exciting program. Um, in terms of our prayer points, we really value prayers. Um, practically, things just like the weather, that came with COVID, the better we, more time we can the better. We do appreciate protection from COVID. Um, and we also just really value your prayers for the, the gospel message. We value for um, just the children's hearts to be open to the message that we have and that life would be transformed and that message would go further than just the children and would um, to the, the families and the community. Um, we would your prayers for unity amongst us and, um, and just the So um, do you want me to invite the team up? Introduce themselves or just give their names? Yeah, I would be best, yeah. Off you come. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, my name is Daniel from Carrie Duff. I'm Charlotte. I'm Joseph. I'm Naomi. I'm Natasha. A group of young people who are devoting their time to the service of Christ and his kingdom. That really encourages all of us from the more wrinkly generation. Anyway, let's pray together. Loving Father, we thank you for the work of CSSM down through so many years. 
We thank you for many children whose lives were touched by the gospel and who grew up and lived to prove the power of Christ to save and transform lives. And we thank you, Lord, for the work that is going to be done this week in the schism here in Ballycrocken. We pray, Lord, for the, uh, for the weather. We ask that they'll be able to be outside uh, for most of their activities. We pray, Heavenly Father, for safety from COVID as it can spread so easily. We ask that the limitations and restrictions placed upon us uh, because of this uh, will not dampen the spirits and will not uh, um, discourage uh, everyone. But we ask that the children, as they hear the word presented in fresh and living ways, will come to a real and living encounter with Jesus Christ, our risen Lord, a life-changing transformation that carries on through the rest of their lives. We pray for the team. We know, Lord, they will have fears and apprehensions. We ask that you will drive out their fears. We pray, Heavenly Father, that as they work together as a team, there may be a great sense of harmony and a great depth of fellowship in loving one another because Christ first loved us. And we ask that uh, through this experience this week, that they too will be drawn closer to the Lord and that your blessing will be upon them. And so now, in the name of Jesus Christ, who told us, go into all the world and proclaim the gospel, we commission this team as part of this team in the, uh, for CSSM in Ballycrocken to the work to which you have called them. And we ask that you'll pour out your spirit upon them in blessing and renewal for Jesus' sake. Amen. Thanks very much indeed, folks. This morning in our service, we want to focus our eyes on the God who exceeds all our expectations. This is what Paul wrote to the Ephesians in chapter 3, verse 20. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to the power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. What's your dream? We all have dreams. Young men dream their dreams and old folk like us have our, our visions, our longing. What's your dream about what God might do in your life? Ephesians tells us that God is able to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine according to his power that is working within us. God wants to transform our lives by his mighty power. He wants to do more than we can imagine or dream. He wants to take us beyond our dreams and exceed our expectations. This morning we're going to think about how Jesus exceeded the expectations of Zacchaeus. So we join together in our first praise as we sing the splendor of the king.
Father, we have been singing about your greatness, your power, your glory, your love, your purposes. For you are a God who exceeds our expectations and a God who reaches out to us in love to change and transform our lives by drawing us to Christ and saving faith and by encouraging us to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Our great and wonderful God, we bow before you this morning in worship and in adoration. And Lord, we come at the beginning of this service to reflect on our own lives. And though we have glimpsed your greatness, your goodness, and your glory, yet our lives do not always match up to that which we say we profess. We come confessing our many sins, those of which we are conscious and those of which we perhaps need to be made aware by the working of your Spirit. Lord, you say you will forgive those who are truly penitent at heart and become in, compassion, in confession seeking your forgiveness. Father, pour out your Spirit upon us in this informal, all-age service. Speak to us, each one, the youngest to the oldest, and grant that we will know that we have met with you in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, Curtis is going to read the scripture lessons for us from Luke 19. Morning. I'll just do that. Taller than Katie. Um, if you have a Bible, uh, if you could kindly turn to the book of Luke, chapter. Thank you. Um, yes, it's a book of Luke, chapter 19. Have a Bible or an app, to, uh, turn to it, and we'll be reading the first verses. God's word. Yes. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. But he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, He has gone to be the guest of honor. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek Many of us have dreams about our lives being changed. That's probably why there are so many makeover programs on television. Your garden, your house, 
your face, your dress style, all sorts of things can be changed. And we see these wonderful programs which give overnight transformations. I like the gardening ones where a professional gardener comes in and in a matter of a few days or a week or two, they change and transform your garden. Anybody like Alan Titmarsh love your garden? No votes for Alan Titmarsh? No. Ah, okay. <laughs> no, there must be a few there. Love your garden. That's uh, one, one of these. Uh, the, a new one, Angela Scanlon, your garden made perfect. Who wouldn't want a perfect garden if you just get somebody to come in and do it? And they spent a fortune on them too. My favourite is Charlie Dimmock and the Rich Brothers Garden Rescue. Well, I like Charlie anyway, but they, they, they do some sort of wacky things and uh, they change people's gardens. And the sort of transformation you see might be something like this, going from a bit of a mess to something that looks absolutely splendid. The question that always comes to mind with me is that if people have let their gardens get into that state in the first place, what are these makeovers going to be like in six months' time? Are they really going to be lasting or will they be back to square one. What about a home makeover? There's lots of those as well. In fact, too many to mention. There's this 60-minute makeover. Somebody in America does this, but we, we had ones uh, a few years ago similar to that. Uh, and I remember on one occasion, some woman coming in and crying that they destroyed her lovely room. But anyway, or George Clark's amazing spaces. Now, that's, that's really some massive transformation of old barns into beautiful homes. But my two favourites are Escape to the Shadow. Anybody like Escape to the Shadow? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm now watching it second, maybe some of them third time. Escape to the Shadow, or best one of all, DIY SOS, where somebody comes in and there's a real catastrophe, uh, and they come and they sort it out very often for people who are really needy and who greatly appreciate it. But there are all sorts of other makeovers as well. The uh, TV programs uh, and so on give way to uh, the even more important ones are the YouTube influencers. Now, I don't know. I have to confess. That's the next slide, actually. They don't know about it either. <laughs> I have to confess. I don't really know what a YouTube influencer is. But I'm told there are girls who have, uh, from their bedroom, thousands, millions of followers Hard to put on your makeup, hard to do your hair, hard to dress. I'm sure there's things for the fellows as well. All these influencers who try to show us how to be better, how to fulfill our dreams. Can we dream of changing our gardens? We can dream of changing our homes. We can dream of changing the way we look. But have you ever dreamt about changing your heart? Changing your heart. Can we have a heart makeover. Can something happen that makes us more understanding, more tolerant, more loving, more kind, more generous? This morning we're going to look at a man who definitely needed a heart makeover, a man called Zacchaeus. He lived in a place called Jericho and he wasn't a very nice man at all. He defrauded people, he treated people badly. He was cold and heartless uh, and was really a pretty nasty man. And he had no friends. Nobody wanted to know him. But one day, 
Jesus came to the town where Zacchaeus lived and his life completely changed. He had an extreme takeover. Now we're going to join together singing, Lord, I lift your name on high. beginning of our service we read a verse from Ephesians chapter 3 and we're going to have a brief memory verse but the version of it that we're going to try and learn is from the message and I think it really helps us understand what it's about and Daniel is going to show us his skills teaching a memory verse thanks Daniel here's our memory verse for today chapter 3 verse 20 but before I want you to say it I want you to whisper it, okay? I want you to whisper it. So it's a very, very special truth that you want somebody to listen to really, really carefully, okay? Can we whisper it together after two? One, two. Far more than you could ever guess or request your wildest. Working within us. And now I want you to say it like you mean it, okay? After two, one, two. God can do anything you know. Far more than you could ever guess. Yes, request your wildest dreams. Was it not by pushing us around? By working within us, spirit deeply and gently. And just to get it into our heads, we're going to say it one more time. And this time, I think we'll do, uh, we'll split it into two parts. 
sentence one will go for the ladies and the girls, and sentence two, the boys and the men. Okay? So, ladies, after two, one, two. CSSM folk will know that if you're going to teach a memory verse, you need more time, but you also need to put, make a size that people can read. He <laughs> did really well being able, to, being able to read that. But it was just to reinforce that wonderful message. Sometimes a different uh, translation helps us to get into a text that they're familiar with and see what it's really all about. That's God who can do more than we can possibly imagine. Uh, you're all used in advertising to see the before and after. You know, the before, the person who's somewhat overweight, and afterwards, their jeans are eight sizes too, too large for them or whatever. Or the, the chaps like myself with uh, not too much hair, uh, and then afterwards they've got uh, your teeth. All sorts of before and after images. We're going to do a little bit before and after, and the first thing we're going to have is a drama. Uh, which is done by some members of this congregation during the week on video uh, to make it easier for us. And I want to thank everybody who got into that. I didn't even get a chance to get their names or anything, but thanks to those who did it. And this is Zacchaeus before he met Jesus. got troubles, I've got them too, there isn't anything I wouldn't do for you, we stick together and see it through, cause you've got a friend in me, you've got a friend in me. Hmm, now let me see, who owes me taxes today? Ah yes. Mrs. Zebedee owes me two drachmas. Oh, I can't bear that woman. She'll probably whine and complain like she did the last time I collected her taxes. Oh, Mr. Zacchaeus, I can't possibly pay you all that money. I have six mouths to feed. My husband is sick. Don't these people realize I have to make a living? She can jolly well pay up, that's what I say. And if, and, and, and if she has to sell some of her children into slavery, good riddance from Jericho. Phew, look at that dreadful man's case. There he is again looking into his tax book. 
I wonder who's next per victim is. I heard that when you had to pay your your tax bill last week, you even had to give him your last bar of chocolate, and you know who you get when you have no chocolate. I don't think you should call him names, Shirley. Really, you are above that sort of behaviour. But have you not heard all these awful stories about that man? Look at him, he has no heart. I know he has a job to do, and it makes him very unpopular. Collecting taxes for Caesar, but he cheats people. How do you know that? Well, when he thinks no one's looking. But of course you are. Oh, do try and listen. Well, when he thinks no one's looking, he slips a few notes under his robe and into his little money belt he wears around his waist. No wonder he can afford to eat at the most expensive restaurants in town. And you know what, Dave? No. I heard that in his house, not only has he all the latest gadgets, but his camel. What about his camel? Well, his camel eats out of a gold-plated bowl. How ridiculous. But I suppose in a way you have to feel sorry for that man. Changing your tune now, are you? From what I've heard people say, he's the most unpopular man in Jericho. He hasn't any friends. In fact, no one can stand him. He might have the nicest house in town, but he must be a very lonely man because he won't have any visitors around. Oh, what's all that noise? What noise? Look, over there. Can't you see the crowd? Oh yes, I can see. The time has come. The kingdom of God is near. Repent and believe the good news. I can see now. Oh look, it's Jesus. How wonderful. He's come to Jericho. I've heard so many amazing stories about Jesus. I wouldn't believe everything you hear. I've heard about wonderful miracles that Jesus has done, healing people by simply touching them, feeding crowds of people with just a few rolls and fish. Hmm. I'll tell you a miracle. Yeah. It would be a miracle if that little man over there changed. Oh look, I think he wants to see Jesus. He's so sure he can't see him. Serves him right. I don't think Jesus would want to meet such an unpleasant little man. Now what's he doing? What now? He's climbing that old sycamore tree. Oh, I do hope the branch doesn't break. Perhaps the heat has got to him. Oh, Jesus is coming this way. Wow, he's coming really close to us. I wonder what he's going to do. Zacchaeus, come down immediately and must stay at your house today. How did, how did Jesus know that Zacchaeus was at that tree? And how does he know his name? Why would Jesus want to spend all day with him? Of all people, this is amazing. This is amazing. Zacchaeus has come down from the train and is talking with Jesus. I can't quite hear what they're saying. Oh really? Your ear's not working so well these days, dear? I think Zacchaeus is welcoming Jesus back to his place for a meal. I can't really hear because a lot of people are talking. They don't seem very happy about this. You can't blame them, Shirley. If Jesus is as special as you think he is, then a lot of people would want the honour of entertaining him. I just heard what some of them are saying. He's gone to be the guest of a sinner. This is not going down well at all. Perhaps Jesus has made a mistake. Wait till he gets to Zacchaeus' house and finds out what a mean, hard-hearted man he is. Not so special, this Jesus, after all. You have to admit, he has made a big error of judgement. Everyone in Jericho knows what an unpleasant person Zacchaeus is. Mm, I don't understand it. I thought that Jesus was... What do you th did you think? From what I heard, I thought Jesus was maybe the Messiah, that he'd come to save all of us. But now I'm confused. Why would Jesus want to spend time with someone who is a friend of the Romans, who is not exactly, exactly Mr. Popular? Well, here comes your answer. Look, here is Jesus, and Zacchaeus is with him. Zacchaeus 
looks different, Dave. He looks happy. Wow, his face is shining. Look, Lord. Here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Today salvation has come to the, this house, because this man is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save what was lost. There you are, Dave. You have your miracle. That is a truly changed man. Well, I think you get the picture. Zacchaeus was a nasty, greedy, bad little man, the sort of person you wouldn't want to encounter with, have an encounter with, uh, and his neighbours really didn't like him very much. Thanks to the folk who took time during the, uh, holiday, during the, the week that's passed to put that all together. Zacchaeus before, not a very pleasant character. We're going to sing our God as a great big God to see that God can change even the most unlikely people's lives and turn them around. Our God is a great big God. Let's come to this great big God with our prayers for others.
Lord, we thank you that you are indeed a great big God. Beyond our wildest dreams, beyond our imaginings, you can do more than we could ever ask, imagine, dream of, or think. We come, Heavenly Father, to pray for one another and to pray for our world. Lord, today we think especially of young people growing up in a world that is filled with fear and anxiety and apprehension. A world where there's a pandemic which is causing us great anxiety. <coughs> where global warming is showing its impact in places like Greece or San Francisco and California. Where inequalities and injustices prevail. Where young people in places like Afghanistan are threatened to no longer be able to have the education that they deserve and freedom to think and to worship. We know, Heavenly Father, that we live in a world in the West where there are many pressures on our young people. Examination pressures, the stresses of fitting in with the crowd, all the temptations that are so readily available. We pray, Heavenly Father, for the young people of this country and of this area here, we ask, Lord, that in this CSSM camp and in all of the ones carried out across the, the country, young lives will be influenced to a better way that of following Jesus Christ. And Father, we come to bring before you our own personal cares and needs and problems. We thank you that we can unburden ourselves at your feet and know that you hear our prayers. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. really dreamed about a different lifestyle to the one that he had chosen. Perhaps he'd heard something about Jesus and thought that Jesus might help him to be different in his lifestyle. Maybe Zacchaeus dreamed one day a few things might change in his life and the people might actually start to like him. I think meeting with Jesus produced the most profound uh, change that Zacchaeus, even his wildest dreams, could not have imagined possible. For Zacchaeus, before and after, the difference is amazing. The Bible doesn't tell us a lot about Zacchaeus, but we have a few clues about the sort of man he was before he met Jesus. He was a tax collector. And in those days, tax collectors had great power and authority. The tax collector could come and tell you, you need to pay X drachma, or whatever the currency was, in taxes. And that was it. The Romans said that he needed to collect a certain amount from the area, and everything he got over and above that, he'd pocket for himself. And so the temptation was there to inflate the taxes on people. And he certainly used his power. He was greedy, taking more than he needed to. He was dishonest, distorting the tax system. He was cheated, cheated on people. And because of that, he was a very unhappy person. He was hard, cold, selfish, 
lonely. Life for Zacchaeus was pretty miserable. Nobody wanted to know him. And when Jesus came to town, this little man, Zacchaeus, found the crowds wouldn't make way for him at all to let him see Jesus. He was crushed in because no one wanted to have anything to do with Zacchaeus. So if we think back to the play earlier, Zacchaeus, what he was like before he met Jesus. Zacchaeus had a lot of bad stuff in his heart, didn't he? He might be rich. He might have a position of power. He might be the chief tax collector in an area. But his life was pretty empty. And he didn't have any of the things that make a person really happy. He had lots of material possessions. He had no friends. No one loved him. No one respected him. He was lonely and isolated. And in his heart, he was really miserable. Because no matter how much we possess, or many things we have, these things will never give us fulfillment and will make us happy. Then Jesus came to town. I wonder what Zacchaeus had heard about Jesus that made him so anxious to see him. Maybe it was just his own sense of loneliness and misery and emptiness that drew Zacchaeus to Jesus. Or maybe Zacchaeus had heard that Jesus had changed people's lives. He had healed them. He had made them whole. He had changed their lives. Whatever it was, Zacchaeus was desperate to see Jesus. And when he couldn't see him because of the large crowd, he ran ahead to where Jesus would soon be passing, and he climbed up into a sycamore tree to get a good view of Jesus. Can you imagine... Zacchaeus' shock, when Jesus stops at the foot of the tree, not only does he stop, he looks up and he calls him by name, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. Zacchaeus was absolutely shocked, astounded, surprised. The crowd were equally surprised. Why would Jesus single out Zacchaeus? Why would Jesus, if he were a good, a moral and godly man, why would he want to go to the house of someone who was crooked and perverse, who was known universally as a very sinful, hard and cruel man? If Zacchaeus was surprised, the crowd were even more surprised at what Jesus was about to do. But Jesus knew that Zacchaeus was a cheat, that he was greedy, that he was very selfish. And yet Jesus loved him as he was. For Jesus knows all our hearts. There is nothing that we have done, nothing that we have said, nothing that's hidden in the past that Jesus doesn't know about. He knows everything about us. He knows us warts and all. Jesus knew Zacchaeus' life was empty. And Zacchaeus needed a heart makeover. And so Jesus invited himself to stay at Zacchaeus' home. Nobody else would want to go to Zacchaeus as a house guest. They hated him. They knew he was a sinner. Yet Jesus 
wanted to go to Zacchaeus' house and spend time with Zacchaeus. Can you imagine what it was like for Zacchaeus scrambling down the tree? He probably half fell down and got skeleton in his hands from the bark trying to come down. He was so excited, surprised, and maybe just a little bit confused and uneasy. Was Jesus going to ask him about his lifestyle? Was Jesus going to probe into the sort of person he was or the things that he had done? The Bible doesn't tell us what Jesus said to Zacchaeus, but he went straight with him to his house and spent time with him. The people who were also surprised at why Jesus would go there had an even greater surprise. And whatever the conversation Jesus had with Zacchaeus, whatever it was, Zacchaeus' life was turned round. He had discovered that he was loved by God, that he was precious to God, that whatever he had done could be forgiven, that his sins could be wiped out. And out of love and gratitude at the grace and goodness of God, it, it, Zacchaeus stood before Jesus and said, I will give half my wealth to the poor Lord. And if I have cheated people of their taxes, I will give them back four times as much. What a change in his life. He was going to share his wealth with those who were needy. And he was going to reimburse people for the taxes that he had falsely collected. Not just what he had falsely collected, but four times. So if he took a hundred pounds from somebody, he would give them four hundred pounds back. Here was outward evidence of a heart change, of a makeover. Someone who had been changed from within, being greedy and self-centered, being generous and doing what is right. The Yes had a real makeover, a change of heart. Jesus did something for Zacchaeus that he couldn't do for himself. Jesus gives Zacchaeus a new heart. So what Zacchaeus was like after he met Jesus was very, very different. He was generous. He shared his wealth with the poor. He was honest. He put right the things that he had done wrong. And he was happy because now he was at peace with himself. He was at peace with God. And he was at peace with his neighbor. After he met Jesus, Zacchaeus was a completely different person. His heart had been changed, and so his life from this point on would be different. And the Bible tells us that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. This story reminds us that Jesus loves each one of us and knows us by name. We're not numbers. We are people known by his name. And you may not be sitting up a, a, a tree like Zacchaeus, but he knows who you are and he knows where you are. And he comes to us and says, I want to stay at your house today. Not just today, but every day. I want to offer you new life. I want to give you a new heart. Jesus reaches out to us with love and kindness. For salvation, conversion is a change of life, a change of direction. When we acknowledge our sin, 
and our failure. When we accept that we can't change ourselves by our own efforts, and when we come in repentance and faith and ask Jesus to be our Savior, he comes by his Spirit to live in our hearts, to live in our lives, and to start that process of making us new people. But conversion is not just a moment, it's also an experience, a lifelong experience, as God, by his word and through his spirit, wants to keep on changing and transforming and reshaping our lives to be more and more like Christ. The case wasn't just changed for a day, he was changed for the whole of his life. And God wants to change us as we come in repentance and faith, and as we go on in our Christian lives, allowing his word by his spirit to challenge our lives and to change us from within. Jesus reaches out to us in kindness. The one who reaches out to us is the one who has paid the price for our sin. Will you, like Zacchaeus, welcome Jesus into your life and allow him to change you? Will you listen again to our memory verse about what God can do? God can do anything you know, far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. He does it not by pushing us around, but by working within us by his Spirit, deeply and gently within us. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for the story of Zacchaeus, which reminds us that you are the God who can do more than we can ever imagine, even in our wildest dreams. Help us, Lord, not only to sit in the, uh, on the hedge in the tree looking down and wandering, but help us, Lord, to come down and open our lives to Jesus and the power of his Spirit to save us, transform us, and to make us more and more into the people you want us to be. In Jesus' name. Amen. Our final praise is 10,000 Reasons.
but to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to the power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church, in Christ Jesus, through all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Let's join together in the words of the grace. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen.